Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Father, we love your Word in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. Hope you've had a good morning uh, in all our locations. I'm told that there are 17 Sisterhood locations today. So that's pretty cool. I love that. And um, and like I said, we're linking up and down the country and, um, and we are literally, quite literally Thursday's girls. And I just wanna say here, because there's a bunch of new girls in the room, actually new college students, and you're not new right now to the, to the house because you've been here a week or two, but you're new to sisterhood. So on my behalf, on my behalf, on behalf of sisterhood and myself, praise God, welcome. I just wanna tell you that Thursday mornings are gonna become your hashtag favourite place because that happens. You may not think that right now, but it will. And um, when, we, when we like tag something like that, Thursday's Girls, it's not some exclusive thing. It's basically the girls who can turn up on a Thursday morning, pretty much. And I think on that note, we're blessed to be in a church, in a house that believes in women, that um, releases women, that women are involved in every level of church life and leadership, and that right across the breadth of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the church that never sleeps, actually women are involved in all levels. But this is special because this is a watering hole. We get to come here. It's Thursday. Amen. And so it makes it special. So this morning, what I'm gonna do, it's a bit of a vision morning, of course, because it's my first one with you proper. Um, So we're just gonna do that. I'm gonna do it in a couple of components and then I'm gonna bring what I believe is a God thought to you at the end. Is that okay? And then we are launched into it. We are back here next Thursday and the following Thursday. And then the week after that, of course, is Colour Conference, which is incredible, amen? So may I, may I ask the question, I think everyone else has asked the question this year, are you excited for 2019? I mean, I can't hear you. Are you excited for 2019? Totally. Because honestly, why wouldn't we? How could we not be excited for this year? It has begun with such wonder and such a great sense of God's presence and hunger and thirst. And yeah, everybody, everyone has on their lips, revival is in the air, but it actually is. We've been living in revival for a number of years, actually in this house and in this land. But you know, there's a fresh awakening and a fresh thing happening and it's exciting and I love that. And I love that God has graced us with another year. He has graced us with another year. Listen, we met together across the country, across Australia, Bali, and actually all around the world last November. Did you girls know that in that one gathering, Sisterhood United for Hillsong Church Global last year in November, there were over 30,000 girls turned up. That is a great testimony. Now in truthfulness, probably we could double that, But 30,000 plus girls is a lot of girls. So in November we met and then we had December, Christmas, January holidays. Basically Jesus didn't come back in December or January, right? He never came back. So here we are. We have another year, 
to occupy. We have another year to throw everything that we have into the the great cause of Thy Kingdom come. We have another year to, like Cass said, to gather, equip and to mobilise. Signature language, to gather, G-E-M, gems, you little gems, hallelujah. To gather, to equip and to mobilise in order to gather, equip and to mobilise in order to gather, equip and mobilise, amen? Until the Lord comes back. Another year to grow in wisdom as women. And that is no small thing, to grow in wisdom. Has anybody arrived right now? Is anyone in the room and you've arrived? Like you're it, that's it? No more wisdom needed? Margaret Stunt? No? No, you're the, you would be the first to say no, right? You and I need wisdom as growing older ducks, don't we? We do, and as, could you please stand up and may we just share that we're wearing the same wardrobe today? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love Zara, amen, praise the Lord. Another year to, uh, to flesh out his heart when it comes, his heart when it comes to womanhood on the earth, which is a beautiful thing. Another year to do that. Another year to make local sisterhood. Okay, I sound like a broken record, but um, a, a, an oasis watering hole. That is our hope and our desire always that this will be an oasis for women. Another year to throw wide the doors at colour and welcome the world that isn't within these four walls, that isn't within our planning, but from so many other places to throw wide those doors and welcome women to our table. I was chatting to Donna Crouch um, <clears throat> during the week and she was saying she went to part of her, her role to, to advocate and to presence herself and to presence this house out in the greater community, both secular and Christian. She was at a function, a government function. There were a lot of high Anglicans there. And she was telling how there were a number of high Anglican fancy men Okay, I say fancy men because I don't really quite remember their titles. But they actually all came up to her and they were like, oh Donna, my wife can't wait to come to colour. <laughs> oh Donna, my wife is so looking forward to colour. She comes every year. And so exciting. We get to do that. We get to welcome them to the table. And you know what? That's why your presence, girls, is so critical, not not only because you're going to enjoy, but you bring the atmosphere. Man alive, you, you know how to sing these songs we're singing. You know how to rip open the heavens and bring faith into the room. And I don't know if I could just share like this. I need you there, girls. I need you and I want you there. And more than that, God does. Amen. So these are incredible. And you know, the truth is we all get to be a powerful part, a powerful, needful and contributing part to this beautiful miracle story that is happening. Okay, Paul in in Colossians, the Apostle in Colossians, speaking of the mystery of faith and and really writing under the unction of the Holy Spirit. He literally said this in Colossians 2 verse 2 in the message. He says, I want you, I want you woven into this tapestry of love. Okay, is it going to go up? Colossians 2. (laughs) Ah, perfect. I love it. I want you, I want you. It's not just like, Oh, God wants us. I want you woven into a tapestry of love, in touch with everything that is to know of God. Then you will have minds confident and at rest, focused on Christ, God's great mystery. Verse three, all the richest treasures of wisdom and knowledge 
are embedded in that mystery and nowhere else. And we've been shown the mystery, verse four. I'm telling you this because I don't want anyone leading you off on some wild goose chase or after some so-called, so-called mysteries or some secret. Now I camped on this quite vehemently in an opening message at Colour a few years ago, but the Word is powerful. Do you know what? This world, this world is full of vain pursuits. It is full of vain pursuits that don't produce a lot of life. So yet again, girls, we have another year. We have another year to shine our light. We have another year to scatter some salt. We have another year to become the captivating magnetic force that God knows that we can be as women within His house and His kingdom at such a time as this. We have another glorious year. You know, if I was just to camp for a few moments on those words, woven into a tapestry, let that word just got there for a moment. Woven into a tapestry, or did I give that to you? I probably didn't, didn't give it to them. Okay, woven into a tapestry. I want you woven into a tapestry. Do you know what? Woven isn't passive. It's not passive, it's active. And you know what? It takes willingness on the part of you and I who happen to be the threads being woven in, and it takes willingness on the hand of God Almighty who is doing the weaving, and He's always willing, right? Woven into a tapestry. A tapestry of what? Of love. Not a tapestry of this or that, but actually a tapestry of love, not a tapestry of showmanship or clever or whatever. No, a tapestry. The Church of Jesus Christ on the earth today is a tapestry of love being woven across the earth. And you know what? Again, it takes courage and it takes tenacity and it takes steel to find love, to choose love and to advocate for love. It takes courage to do that. First of all, to find it. Secondly, to choose it, because there's lots of opportunities in everyday life when we can actually not choose love. Maybe some of you, no condemnation, didn't quite choose love this morning when you uh, exploded at your children <laughs> or were like frantic or whatever. No condemnation, it's just life. And that's why we come here to remind ourselves beautifully of this thing that God desires for us, amen? And those things, to find love and to choose love and to advocate for love, those are the ve- those, these things are at the very core of what sisterhood is about. Our greater mission, amen? I love it. It's kind of the reality of brass value love versus gold value love. So in our church, we talk about gold values and brass values as a leadership and in our governance and by the grace of God in all our communications, we don't want things to have a brass value appearance because brass value, it looks like it is or it sounds like it is, but actually it isn't. We want it to be genuine, amen? So again in life, brass value love, rampant out there in the world, not altogether bad everywhere, but destroying so many lives in its brass capacity versus the gold value love, the real genuine article that we can, that is found in Christ and His Word and hopefully in us, amen, in Jesus' Name. I love that it says in Colossians, in touch with everything there is to know, which to me suggests kind of a savviness in life. A savviness. For many years, way back in the day, we used to do these, um, I did a whole teaching on kingdom women are savvy. Okay, they're intuitive, they're clued up. There's something beautiful about that. Again, the promise is that when that happens, then you will have minds confident, at rest and focused, regardless of what is going on. 
whether you're in challenge in valley or whether you're in a beautiful abundant space on a mountaintop. <clears throat> and that is, the, again, the power of everyday life. Verse six continues, if I may, it says, my counsel for you is simple and straightforward. Just go ahead with what you've been given. Suggesting we have been given something. And I'm gonna point to that at the end of my little preach with you today, amen? It goes and it says, you received Jesus Christ, the Master, now live in Him, verse seven. You're deeply rooted in Him. You're well connected. You're well constructed upon Him. You know your way around the faith. Now do what you've been taught. School's out, quit studying the subject and start living it. And let your living spill over into thanksgiving. And you know, when you see something like that, this is the message, it's, you know, like quit studying, school's out. No, it's not. College students, you've just started. <laughs> and we're all in the school of the Spirit until Jesus comes back. But it's basically saying, let's not just hover around the theory, the theology, you know, the, the whatever, but rather let's actually get, get, let's get on the ground and let's stir up that. I want that in my life, amen? Okay, so I'm up for sisterhood spilling over this year. All right, we are the church in vision context. We are the church who has one vision and it's served from many angles. Have you heard Pastor Brian say that? If you're in any kind of leadership or you're in staff or team, you'll understand that. We are one church, we have one vision. We don't have multiple visions. We have one vision and we serve it from a number of different angles. So Hillsong um, Channel does not have its own vision. No, 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 it has a vision, but that vision is serving the greater vision of the heart and soul of the house. Um, Hillsong College is the same. It doesn't have its own vision. Youth, sisterhood, we're all seeking to serve the same vision. So because I think everyone has given, if anyone's got any brains, they've done this, but anyone in leadership in the last few weeks, um, I think has given expression to the language that has been coming out of our senior pastor. And Cass even did it this morning, or actually Kylie did it this morning when she was encouraging us and now giving. So you know what? I'm just gonna quickly take those um, four headings in context of sisterhood and then move on just real quick. But you know what? He has said, has he not? Revival and intimacy. Revival and intimacy. I mean, I'm sure that as we have revival and intimacy with our living God, it will revive intimacy in all of our relationships. But you know what? I love this in context of sisterhood. Why? Why? Because let me tell you, Father God cherishes the daughter who knows how to find her way to the throne of His heart. He cherishes the girl. He cherishes the daughter. Every father has a soft, if he's a good father, he has a soft spot for his girls. God has a soft spot for us. Don't tell the boys, but He does. Okay, He does. There is something beautiful about the feminine heart. And there is something beautiful about intimacy of relation, intimacy, um, revival and intimacy, where actually we are gonna grow and not be satisfied with the relationship that we have. Amen? There was something beautiful. I wrote down here again, there was something warm and inviting and captivating about the daughter who has been with the Father, the daughter who has been with Jesus. Something warm and captivating. I'm sure when the woman at the well encountered Jesus and then ran back to the village, the whole village did not run after her because she was hysterical. Now they may have, but I don't think so. There was something, there was something warm and captivating and compelling about her testimony because she had literally been with Jesus. 
So you know what, I love that. When uh, He said, we're, be- we're believing for a revival in the miraculous. Well, of course, why not? <laughs> if everyone else is going for the miraculous, sisterhood is going for the miraculous. No, seriously. Why can't sisterhood up and down the country and into Bali, why can't this be a midweek, Thursdays, girls, why cannot this be a midweek miraculous oasis of like wonder and stories happening? And I'll tell you, there's one thing women know how to do and that is pray. And we can all learn how to pray better and more um, passionately and vehemently and authoritatively. And it's part of the very fabric of who we are. Yeah, Sisterhood Fight Club. But I mean, I, I'm thinking that, I'm thinking, why not? And again, that means that we have to practise the presence of God in our own heart. But then we need to practise the presence of God when we gather like this. And so I'm stirring that up in us in Jesus' Name. What if, everyone say, what if? <laughs> Turn to the girl beside you and say, what if? What if? What if we came expecting something miraculous to be either set in motion or watered every single week. Every single week, girls. I mean, basically every single week, no exception. That means no autumn blues. When the leaves start to change out there, no autumn blues, no winter wallows, um, no post-conference flatlining. Like, let's stir up the gift. I mean, let's be honest. I woke up at like, I woke up at 6 a.m., I think. Yeah, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't like this joyful bunny that I am right now. <laughs> but it was a choice, right? It's a choice to turn up. It's a choice. So I'm like believing for God to do something miraculous in Jesus' Name. I loved on Vision Sunday when Chris Mendez and um, he interviewed that beautiful couple. Do you remember? And he told how this, this couple told how they were broken and then their marriage was in tatters and they found the church and they came and they loved the atmosphere and the friendly faces and the warmth. And then somewhere in there, that beautiful, was her name Carla? I can't quite remember. Carla, she said, with tears in her eyes, she said, somewhere in that mix of what? The presence of God. Somewhere in the mix of feeling the presence of God, she felt God say to her, just give me the pieces. Just give me the pieces, the broken pieces of your life and your marriage and I'll do something with that. And you know what? Broken pieces and broken threads. I'm telling you, we worship a God who is masterful at mending the world and we get to be a part of that, amen? Revival and relationships, of course, why not? And I I would say that because at sisterhood and within this um, mandate and anointing of sisterhood, I think that women are remarkable at networking and healing. Women have a natural bent to network and to like to build friendships and relationships, especially when you get over yourself and you get over your drama and your demons, right? And you, and you emerge, like you rise up. You're like, oh, wow. I mean, especially. And that's part of the journey together, to help one another, like, lift your head, sweetheart. Lift your head. Stop wallowing in the, in the clay. He's pulled you from the clay. Yeah, right? And so when women get that into them, they're brilliant. I think they have, there's a grace upon them to network and to be agents of healing. Not agents of gossip or anger or anything else that the world dishes up, but agents of healing. I write down here, a faithful, loyal girlfriend is like balm in the hand of God. It really, it really is. You really are a faithful and a loyal girlfriend like balm in the hand of God. 
And it's like we just take on this, this mantle that goes, hey, girlfriend, babe, we can, help you, we can help you get through this. Don't isolate. We can help you get through this. Allow us to come alongside the Holy Spirit who comes alongside. So He is our come alongside friend, the Holy Spirit. But sometimes you need a friend to tell you you've got to come, up, you've got to come alongside friend. And then we come alongside and help as well. And that's how the kingdom works. And yeah, it might take time and it might take prayer and it might take some disciplined friendship, meaning we need to keep turning up for one another. But how beautiful if one day we got to heaven, just imagine this, we got to heaven and, and the Lord just says to you, like to you, He goes, oh, how, do you know how much I love you? And you're like, like who me? Because <laughs> there'll be multitudes in heaven. He'll be like, who me? He goes, yeah, you. You know why? Because you went the distance with my other girl. You went the distance with my other deeply beloved girl. That will be beautiful, right? I think that is sisterhood at its finest. And then of course, revival and finances. Because you know what? We're actually called as Proverbs 31 women to be movers and shakers. We're called to be entrepreneurial. And that might mean if you're in business or you have a career path. Yeah, if you, like Brian has been saying, if you believe that you have been birthed and you're on the earth for a purpose higher than yourself, you believe that you can actually be a facilitator and an influencer when it comes to kingdom finance, awesome. But how about the girl who's maybe not, yeah, she manages a home and she manages a budget and she manages that with the wisdom of God and is entrepreneurial and innovative with that. So there's so much scope for us, amen? Amen. So I'm pretty excited about the next 12 months. All right, I want you to pull out this. It's on your seat if you would, okay? Every location, all right? You've all got one. Has anyone not got one? If you haven't got one, you actually need to um, grab one before you go out, okay? So just share with a friend right now. So I'm excited about the next 12 months. This is vision, all right? So um, I am working, FYI, everyone say FYI. Okay, I am working with a brand new, amazing sisterhood executive team at a local level. So like, for example, at our major conferences, we have like a colour executive, we have a Hillsong Conference executive. It's the movers and shakers within church life who um, oversight many areas. We've never, we haven't for a while had this dynamic. So I've actually pulled this together. So we have a local sisterhood executive group who are amazing, made up of great women. And um, this is pretty much a year at a glance. We haven't done one of these for a while either. So this is a year at a glance. And I just wanna walk you through it. Is that right? All right, so on the front, everyone go the front. On the front, here we go, praise the Lord. Very cute. It says, hey, gorgeous. <laughs> Try it, it works. No, not to me, <laughs> to one another. Uh, yeah. Amen. It's really nice to say, hey, gorgeous. Amen, beautiful. Hey, gorgeous, our Aussie sisterhood for 2019. Hashtag Thursdays girls and all that stuff, praise the Lord. All locations, all welcome, all exclusive. Then our website that has all the info. Could you just turn it to the side? Right up there, can you see it? It says, hi, I'm a big card. So fold me and pop me in your handbag all year. 
I mean, who would leave this on the floor and trample it underfoot? What the heck? No way. All right, turn it over. I'm gonna read it to you. Excited for all that 2019 holds for the girls in our church and the communities we share. Our collective vision and heart hasn't changed to create an oasis environment that loves, encourages and places value upon womanhood and the beautiful dynamics of sisterhood. So to that end, here are some fabulous save the date moments. Consider this your personal personal, (laughs) consider this your personal invitation and your own little world changer checklist. Love you, heart and soul, Bobby and the Sisterhood crew. Then there's space down here where you can actually look for details, tells you how to get there. And there's space where you can actually write your phone number should you share this with a friend. Got it? Old school. We're going old school. All right, let me just walk you through this because I don't want you to miss it. Okay, up on the top right, Thursday's girls. A regular watering hole each Thursday morning in all locations designed to feel like a giant lounge room of friendship, a beautiful weekly habit that will set you up to win. Would anyone like to say amen to that? Absolutely. Then it goes colour, of course. Hillsong's annual women's conference that is hosted globally with our flagship conference each March in Sydney. Do you know that Sydney is a flagship conference? Do you know that Sydney cuts the ground? It is the raw edge of the knife. It is critical. It is, there is something godly and crazy and wonderful about it. And it cuts the ground for what follows around the world. In its raw essence, it is a modern day women's movement committed to making this world a better place. So it tells you how to register if you haven't. Okay, then look at this one. I like this one. Sisterhood dinner parties. New to the landscape this August, details to come, but definitely a stunning way to open our doors to others within the realm of friendship, community and cause. Let me pause there. Okay, this is new and I'm excited about it. And one of the challenges that we have at Sisterhood is uh, because there is so much on our calendar as a church, because we pretty much are the engine room of Hillsong Global around the world, we don't have many nights or There's no margin to have more Sisterhood United nights. So we have one, um, so we have colour at the front end of the year. We have Sisterhood United night. Remember November, global, a global connect in November. But in the middle, there's no room. So I was, um, I have to take my glasses off because I can't see you. Um, I was uh, observing Laura Lentz in New York in motion at what is traditionally the Sisterhood United night in November. Okay, in New York City, you cannot hire buildings or venues at that time of the year. It's always expensive, fiercely expensive. You would, you would faint if you knew how much we have to pay for venues. And so she can't have um, a sisterhood gathering in a venue. So innovation, they started doing Sisterhood um, United dinner parties. And last November, New York hosted 90 of them. And they weren't just like, oh, it's a connect, come over for dinner. No, it had a whole strategy around it. It was beautifully crafted. It was, there was ways where you could um, be a host and, and, and be uh, equipped on how to do that, a way for you to invite your natural, normal friends to it, but strategies for inviting the unchurched or work colleagues or mechanisms where if someone's a little bit of a lone ranger in church and they don't know where to go, they can actually look up the information and find one near them and feel welcome. And then they had a strategy. On those nights, they watched me speak from here. I wouldn't make you do that. (laughs) But they would put something in it that would 
draw us together. All right, I'm feeling like we need to see this and give it a bash. And we have to pioneer it and we have to invent it and it would be something that is not just for our Thursday girls, but it would be something that actually all the women in our church, we could encourage, right? So we flagged that for August because that's the best time, praise God. And so be mindful and praying about that. But I think it's got amazing potential for friendship. Girls, uh, okay, a stunning way to open our doors to others within the realm of friendship, community and cause, right? Moving on down, Sisterhood Fight Club Month. This October, we focus on many of the realities and challenges and issues that face women today and make sisterhood what she is, i.e. everyday women who care, empathise and desire to advocate for change. So all of October, we're gonna turn into Fight Club Month. You'll turn up, it'll be an awesome, fabulous sisterhood, but there'll be a component to it that deals with some of the issues that we face and we're gonna make October Fight Club Month. And I really hope that you'll come out. So like last year, breast cancer in morning. Okay, I know that's not everybody's cup of tea because we've all got breasts. And most women we know have breasts, okay? And so it is a perfect outreach opportunity. And last year, it was fabulous. Remember the big rock melons inside the bra? I mean, it was visually beautiful. I think the content was strong. It's a perfect opportunity to use it to reach out to others and to be helpful. Got it? Cool, everyone rub your nose, okay. Ah, there we go. And then of course, in November, Sisterhood United and Colour 2020 <laughs> launch. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> a standout, exp- it's gonna be a standout experience, girls. A standout experience across the breadth of Hillsong Church globally that last year, last year saw 30,000 plus girls positioned to be sisterhood. News flash, Mother's Day. Newsflash, who's coming? Dawn Cherie and Rich Wilkinson are coming for our Mother's Day weekend. And then one last thing down here, and there's always more, is like sisterhood socials, which basically position throughout the year a new new approach, everyone say new approach, to both connection and friendship for women of all age and interest. Got it? Okay, turn it over, remember. Hi, I'm a big card. So fold me and pop me in your handbag all year. Use it, girls. Let it be your checklist for being a little world changer, amen? And use it as a tool for others. Is that all right? Otherwise, it's just a big waste of money for us. (laughs) Well, you know, right? You don't wanna be wasteful. These are all mechanisms. All right, here we go. I've got nine minutes to share this one God thought, all right? Okay, I wanna share just a thought around the idea of um, an anointing that cannot be ignored. An anointing that cannot, cannot be ignored. Or perhaps an anointing that cannot be neglected. In Hebrews chapter two, we are exhorted about this wondrous salvation that is entrusted and it says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Or perhaps I could twist it and say, um, how will they find escape? How will they, others outside of faith, outside of the realm of salvation, how will they know? How will they escape if we neglect so great a salvation? And so, um, you know, girls, I'm just talking with you and sharing heart to heart here. Amen. Um, You know, I have no delusions of grandeur about myself, don't you? 
I really don't. But I do know that an anointing abides within. An anointing abides on when it comes to this whole woman sisterhood thing. I know that. And I can say that without it sounding obnoxious or whatever, or conceited or anything. I can say that because fruit bears witness to that and all around the world. So I'm gonna read a passage of Scripture that um, I read earlier this week and just try to share one resonating thought. And if you just listen with normal ears, you will go, oh yeah, of course. You have to listen for what is laid within it. All right, and I don't know that I have the ability to open your eyes to that, but I believe the Holy Spirit can. So in 1 John chapter 2, um, verses 18 through to about 28, with a few missing, in the Passion, it reads like this, verse 18, Dear children, the end of this age is near. You have heard that Antichrist is arising, and in fact, many enemies of Christ have already appeared. And this is how we know that we are living in the closing hour of this age. Verse 20, here's a good verse. But the Holy One has anointed you and you all know the truth. Verse 21. So I'm not writing, so, so I'm writing you not because you don't know the truth, but because you do know it. And of course, no lie belongs to the truth. Verse 22. Who is the real liar? but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is the real Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Verse 23, whoever rejects the Son, rejects the Father. Whoever embraces the Son, embraces the Father also. Verse 24, so you must be sure to keep the message burning in your hearts. That is the message of life you heard from the beginning. If you do, you will always be living in close fellowship with the Son and with the Father, verse 25. And He Himself has promised us the never-ending life of the ages to come. Verse 26, listen here. I've written these things about those who are attempting to lead you astray. So the context in essence is those who walk away from faith, those who reject faith those who are out to deceive about faith. So again, verse 26, I've written these things about those who are attempting to lead you astray. Verse 27, but the wonderful anointing you have received from God is so much greater than their deception and it now lives in you. There's no need for anyone to keep teaching you. Again, that is not licensed to not turn up. Again, we're still all in the school of God's Spirit, right? It goes on and it says, His anointing teaches you all that you need to know, for it will lead you into truth, not a counterfeit. Everyone say counterfeit. So just as the anointing has taught you, remain in Him. Verse 28, I love this. And now, dear children, remain in Him, so that when He is revealed, we may have joyful confidence and not be ashamed when we stand before Him at His appearing. All right. His anointing teaches you all that you need to know. But we have a wonderful anointing that we have received from God that is greater than anything that is contrary out there. Do you know what? As a woman, as a leader, um, as a girl, a girl who is about to host yet another of these massive colour gatherings around the world, 
with the ripple effect of that. I am so mindful. I could be mindful of many things, but this is what I am most mindful about. I am mindful that the enemy is working overtime to produce a counterfeit reality in women and for women. He is working overtime on that note. Seductions, for example, seductions. Seductions instead of truth that sets free. Um, Confusion of identity um, instead of a peaceful knowing um, when it comes to your own personhood. Um, Self-destructive behaviour instead of wisdom to know that to know that there's wisdom that can set you up for life and bring um, joy in that process, right? Amazing. Um, Aloneness or isolation, instead of knowing that there are actually tried and true pathways that connect you to community and to family that are not gonna disappoint. There's just too many realities and collisions happening out there in people's lives and relationships. And people are being disappointed left, right and centre. If there's one thing, if you're a Netflix addict, like I am, okay? So basically, Brian did a 30-day Bible shred in January. I did a 30-day Netflix shred. Oh man, he was like into the New Testament and was he, I'm like, I'm still in Exodus. But anyway, praise the Lord. If there's one thing you learn about Netflix is you observe humanity in its dysfunction. It's like the old like days of our lives, you know? It's like, oh my gosh, they all need to come to sisterhood. Then then their like trauma and their problems would go away. So there's all this reality happening out there. So when I read these verses that I just read to you, when I read them last week, I felt like God was saying, I felt, now I qualify that, I felt, I felt like God was saying, there is an anointing that abides within sisterhood. There is an anointing that abides within sisterhood. God-fearing, God-inspired, God-breathed, God-honouring sisterhood that can actually change things for women suffering any of the, of the above. That can actually change things. It's inherent on us, but it's greater than us. When we lean into the revelation of sisterhood of God's girls on the earth, there is an anointing resident within to be tapped into. It's obviously the presence of the Holy Spirit, His presence within us. It is obviously the presence of Jesus because He is called the Anointed One. It is obviously the presence of the Word of God being made alive in us because the Word is described also as a sword of the Spirit. And it is that, it is those things, it is that residing anointing and presence that anoints us to be all that we speak and declare in vision. It enables us, it anoints us, it's resonant within. Let me say it one more time. There is an already existing anointing to tap into. So for example, from a whisper to a shout all those years ago, the little whisper in my ear all those years ago, to a shout where you have stadiums of women shouting and praying and declaring God's greatness into the atmosphere and lives. Okay, listen, we are not so clever. That was the anointing of God. You know, when we throw out language, like, do you remember? Like, imagine, oh, imagine. Imagine if one woman could change her world. Imagine what one company of women could do. Okay, that is not us being clever and strategic, although we were strategic, 
by the grace of God. It is the anointing of God that has facilitated a rising up of women to put their hand to their plough and make a difference, right? Sisterhood United last November that I kept talking about, 30,000 plus girls. Okay, we are not so clever. That was the anointing of God. It was the anointing of God. I was angsting in the car a little bit because I've got to sort speakers not for 19, but for 20. And, uh, and I was like, oh, you know, as you're driving up Glenhaven Road. And this, I think the Spirit just reminded me, He goes, hey, you gathered 30,000 last November. And that was just you and the girls. You didn't have any fancy pants speakers. There's an anointing within. You know, if any of my girls are watching around the world, overseas locations, and you think, oh my gosh, I've entered into this huge wide space with the Hillsong Church. There's an anointing that resides within you. In Jesus' Name, let me continue for a few minutes. Okay, there is an anointing abides in me for this. An anointing abides in you for this. An anointing abides in us for this. Let me break it down. An anointing abides within the girls who pamper on a a Thursday morning. Do we still have pamper? If we don't, we need to. Why? Why do I say that? Because there is anointing of connection. It's more than just, oh, let's do your nails and massage your hands. No, there there is an anointing that abides in body, soul and spirit. Spirit, soul and body, human touch that ministers life and ministers kindness and care, right? There is an anointing that abides within those who host and gather and have connects in their homes or anywhere else. There's actually an anointing within you. It's an anointing that fuels a holy boldness and innovation. And you know what? If we do crack and give this Sisterhood United parties across the whole city and nation of Australia and up into Indonesia, hallelujah, we need the Holy Spirit, the anointing to fuel us with boldness to do that. Right, let me, let me just continue for a few seconds. An anointing, abides, an anointing abides when we take sisterhood to the streets. There's an, an anointing to tap into it. An anointing, listen to me, college students. An anointing abides inside this room. In this room, in this property, but an anointing abides inside this room for college students who might one day be like many of our leads who find themselves around the world pastoring and being of influence. There is an anointing in this room. Yeah, you're gonna get it in your lectures. You're gonna get it as beautiful Angela captures and and brings that to you in other lecture places. But in this room, there's actually an anointing. And that's why you're not gonna take it lightly. And when you get half a chance to get tired, to bugger off. Oh, did I just say that? (laughs) Okay, I must be anointed to say it like that. But you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Okay, (laughs) you're not gonna get tired to not turn up. Praise the Lord. Because there's an anointing here and I would be bold enough to say, Literally, that our leads around, our lead pastors around the world and all those cities around the world, the ones who have the greatest strength in this context have been nurtured in this room. Are you hearing me? An anointing. An anointing cast and team and creative team and production teams. An anointing abides when we labour hard to create that oasis for women at colour. There is an anointing that we've got to tap into and I know we labour to tap into it. We don't do it lightly. 
But there is a greater anointing. And I'm reminding myself of that. Bobby, there is an anointing within you for this. You can do it. Yesterday, um, after combined college and stuff, big chapel in here, it was like throbbing. It was amazing. I had a little meeting with um, Noodle, with Jamin, who's one of our editors, and Harry, who's one of our musician genius people. And we were just trying to piece together some of the pieces for the Colour 2020 promotion because you've got to launch that in a couple of weeks. I have the pieces, but we're labouring for, for the right soundtrack, the God sound, soundtrack. And as I was talking and sharing with the boys, I'm telling you this for a reason, as I was and with Noodle, I went, guys, I don't do this very often, but I'm actually feeling the tangible anointing of God right now. I am actually trembling in my heart. I'm, I feel trembling. And that doesn't happen to me often, but when it does and I think about it, it is usually when I'm trying to communicate truth. And of course, would not the Spirit of God, who is the Spirit of truth, who leads us into all truth, would He not on occasion decide to actually presence Himself tangibly and physically to affirm to you that where you're headed is in the right direction? There is an anointing within, amen? An anointing abides when we walk and pray and gather around issues. Here's a fact for you. I'm gonna, I've got three minutes. A fact for you. Every time colour gathers around the world, the volume of A21 human trafficking rescues accelerates. Why? Because there's an anointing even in the gathering. And when women pray, okay, so these things are important. All right, all of this, why? Because it is the presence of the anointed one, Jesus, who breaks the yoke and brings freedom. Again, there was a revelation, there was an anointing within the revelation of sisterhood that breaks the yoke. So all through the New Testament, Jesus is referred to as Messiah, the anointed one, correct? And then I grew up on um, Isaiah chapter 10, 27, when it says the anointing breaks the yoke, correct? Have you ever heard that? The anointing breaks the yoke. And there's actually truth in it because the anointed one, Jesus, He does break the yoke. But yesterday I was reading a little bit of a narrative about that. And this is my last point. Um, It referred to the original word, the original Hebrew word in that context. And it was actually suggesting that the yoke will be destroyed because of the fat. The yoke will be destroyed because of the fat. So what does that actually mean? I mean, are we talking cellulite here, girls? Because if we are, there's a lot of like broken yokes in the room. Like we are free. My thighs are so free in Jesus' Name. No, the, the person that what I was reading from, he points out, he's like a expert in Jewish whatever. Okay, he pointed out that in the NIV, <laughs> praise the Lord, this is why I don't lecture at college. <laughs> you know, anyway, praise the Lord. But he was saying that in the NIV, it is, a, it is closer to the truth. It says, in that day, In that day, talking to the people of God, in that day, their burden will be lifted from your shoulders, their yoke of bondage from your necks. The yoke will be broken because you have grown so fat. In other words, he's saying, here is an ox with a yoke on its neck, enslaved to the will of its master, forcing it to live a life of servitude. But eventually, the ox, it gets so healthy and fat that the yoke simply bursts from its neck. The ox is now free. Now listen, girls, team, you need to come and join me. 
I would never call any of my girlfriends an ox. (laughs) But there is a little bit of a metaphor picture happening here, right? So basically, it's like girlfriend ox. That's her name. Girlfriend ox is actually not doing very well in life. She's, um, she's not doing well. She's not a bad person, but you know, she's not living in the light. She's not living in the wisdom. She's enslaved. She's ensnared. Basically, she's living outside of the goodness of God. So she, girlfriend ox, looks at you, who are also called ox, except you're free. And she looks at you and she thinks, my fat girlfriend friend ox, my fat, my fat friend ox, <laughs> my fat friend ox is so free, I want what she's having. Do you know what? That's the bottom line. You and I growing in God, you and I growing in grace, growing in all those words that Brian's been preaching over us all through January, fat, flourishing, blooming, budgeting, whatever, us living our lives in such a manner under the anointing of God that others are gonna look at us and go, I want what you're having. I want what she's having. So here's the deal, up on the screen, I have decided, oh, there's my hair. Up on the screen, I've decided, What this world needs is more fat women. (laughs) Fat women, amen. It's a new hashtag. The hashtag is fat friend ox. (laughs) I'm joking with you. But do you believe that? And just as you and I live our lives, and you know what? The snares and the bondages, everything breaks off. Others are truly gonna look at you and they're gonna come near to an already existing anointing that is within you. And all of this happens in and through and because of this anointing that needs to leak out of us in Jesus' Name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.